0: Job chapter 32, verses 8 and 9. But it is the spirit in a man, the breath of the Almighty, that gives him understanding. It is not only the old who are wise, not only the aged who understand what is right. This is a cool verse. It's like you see somebody who's got a lot of wisdom and you think, oh, maybe that's because they're so old, they've, they've lived long enough to get that wisdom. This What this is saying is no. Sometimes that's true. You get wisdom from old age, but there's something else. There's something coming from outside of ourselves, this breath of the Almighty, this uh, what I would call divine imagination that really gives a person wisdom. It, it comes from God, and you can have that even if you're a young person who hasn't lived long enough, sometimes people say you're wise beyond your years. Well, that's usually a gift from God. It's this, it's this breath of the Almighty in a young person. I use that phrase divine imagination. There's a, um, a scripture in Ephesians that I love as well, and it's coming to mind right now. It says, now unto him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. You see what that's pointing to is our own thoughts, our human thoughts will only reach a certain ceiling of imagination. We need God then to give us more than we could think, more than we could understand. Um, And how does he do that? With this breath of God, with the Holy Spirit uh, filling our imagination so that we might Understand more than we would in our human capacity. So,
1: uh, how do you pronounce his name? Uh, Elihu is in Job as the fourth interrogator, Mm -hmm. I think. Right. Uh, But he said, "Is the spirit in a man the breath of the Almighty that gives him understanding?" And as you were speaking, uh, I was thinking of some of the sessions I did with Chuck Davis uh, uh, over the years and. Something would happen in the conversation, usually coming from Chuck, where uh, suddenly there was a a power in what he was saying that really wasn't coming from him. Mm -hmm. And I I always interpreted it as the Holy Spirit at work. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I was right about that. Uh, But, you know, what is conversation really is the question here for us. Uh, are we on our own? Is it coming just for us, or do we have a helper uh, mm. who, in see, conversation is it, it, it ignites relationship, but if it's uh, pontif if it's based on pontification of rules mm. preordained and and kind of set upon this immediate moment then the originality is going to be stripped away, and all you're dealing with is kind of spouting truths. But God wants us to spout the truth. Uh, Mm -hmm. Truisms and truth are are not the same thing. Uh, So oftentimes in these kinds of conversations, I have no idea what the next word coming out of my mouth will be, and that may be, yeah, you're right, Eric, you really don't but I, I really sometimes feel that you know it's an accumulation of things that actually transform what i thought i was going to say into something and it, what i wrote down while you were speaking is what is conversation hmm. a conversation is a is is the building of a relationship through words and gestures that become uh, that that elevate the passion Behind the words, it's almost like uh, the words become who you are in this process, especially when you discover something new coming out of, you know, coming out of the the back and forth of a conversation. And hmm. that can be also in true in prayer, because prayer is a oh, conversation okay. with God, and it and it, it can go both ways. So it it's a, it's kind of it's magical. Paul talks about this a lot in first Corinthians second uh, about the language of the Holy spirit, mm-hmm. the language of the Holy spirit. When you experience something extraordinary in, in your conversation, that's that has something to do with things bigger than just yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, look to the Holy presence of the Holy spirit Amen. within that's you
0: right. yeah. because it, it's there. I think that's I, I, what it is. I totally agree. And you know, we often use that word anointing when we're talking about preaching, like Lord, please anoint the preacher. But to your point earlier, and your point right now, I think anointing can happen in conversation. Sometimes yes. I, I sense that too. I'll be in a conversation and and, and something kind of just takes over the room almost not in a creepy way at all, but this peace settles. And these ideas are, our words are coming out of my mouth or the person I'm talking to's mouth. And it's like, it has that sort of, almost like a ringing of a bell in the room. We're like, that didn't come from us. That came from the anointing. It came from the Holy spirit that came from God and how, and how gracious he is to give us that gift.
1: Well, I think what you just defined is the very nature of what Bible studies should be.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think the best example of that that I know of is Nikki Gumbel in Alpha, because really he's, he's he's the only speaker for a piece of it, but then he asks us to yeah. be speakers as well, even though we're not present with him. We're looking at his video. We're not in the congregation, but you can see the congregation wants to speak. I mean, they're learning things that they've Mm -hmm. never heard before. And Nikki is such a wonderful conversationalist, a Mm -hmm. storyteller, uh, and a lover of Jesus Christ. All of those combined in one thing then creates that magic uh, that kind of, uh, you know, from just a listening to a speaker to actually wanting to know more about what he's speaking about.
0: Uh, Nikki Gumbel is the one who says that alpha is designed to fail unless the Holy spirit shows up. So that's furthering the same point.